hey, our favorite football team might not be in the playoffs this year, but we are going to have plenty of options to view the other football teams that did make the playoffs. It's as simple as that. Life is all about having possible options. And that's why we have the Canopy Group. So why do you continue to have your home and auto insurance with just one single agent that is represented by only one single company? It's just like watching two football teams play each other every single week for 17 straight weeks. No, thank you. It just doesn't make any sense, does it? By now, you know the Canopy Group provides you with 16 different insurance companies and over 40 insurance professionals, all with just one simple goal in mind, providing you with the best insurance coverage at the best possible price each and every single year. So call the Canopy Group today at 1-800-967-3389. That's 1-800-967-3389. Or just go online and visit thecanopygroup.com. Oh, fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. And Patrick Roycey, what a weekend of football games. That's probably got to be the greatest um, weekend of playoff games of all time, right? Yeah, it is uh, for sure because uh, and the, the variety was interesting because yeah. Saturday had two rugged, nasty games, you know, that were not not much offense going on. Uh, Burroughs get Burrow gets sacked nine times and somehow wins the game in a in a close one. And then the Packers, you know, game with the 49ers had no offense in it at all. It was just a ugly thing. And then yesterday, uh, the Rams should have won that game by about four touchdowns, but they kept fumbling for no apparent reason. And they had to then boom, boom, pull it out at the end. And then, of course, the uh, Kansas City-Buffalo game will be remembered. That will be as re- remembered as long in Buffalo as the Buffalo comeback against Houston will be remembered, right? The Warren Moon game? Yes. The Frank Wright game? That will be remembered forever in Buffalo. I, I said earlier today that I'm glad I'm not walking down the street in Buffalo this morning because somebody might just punch you if you didn't look sad enough, you know? They have to be so angry. What in God's name were they doing defensively? First of all, they should have kicked down to the 15-yard line, right? Made them return it mm-hmm. and killed five seconds. And then how can you let Kelsey run off the line of scrimmage and not cover him? And when they showed the aerial, you got two, three safeties 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And uh, this is not old-time football. This is when guys kick 55-yard field goals. You have to defend you have to defend like you normally defend to keep him from kicking a field goal. Mm-hmm. And it was unbelievable. And you got two defensive geniuses too, right? Sean McDermott and our guy, Leslie Fraser, coaching candidate, apparently. But, uh, and, and they called timeout to make sure. And this was what they came up with. Just let, you know, just let, let them run off the, the line of scrimmage. Where was that cornerback going? He was, he was like guarding the the sideline, so the guy couldn't get out of bounds. They had timeouts. They had two timeouts left. Who the hell is talking to these people? It's you know the great thing about football is not only the great plays but the screw ups, isn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, the, the 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 conversation becomes as much about who screwed up as who did something good. It's a game that's. 
you know, filled with, you got 22 guys out there. It's easy to have somebody screw up. And uh, the screw ups yesterday were in that game were monumental. You think we're going to go get Mike Hughes back as a corner? Should we maybe <laughs> no, we're good on that. that. What'd you think of that? Um, you know what? I think he's fine there slipping and falling. Yeah. Well, yeah. But then the second one was him too. He just, that yeah. one, he stood up. He, but he's good on my cues. Yeah. I'm good there. Yeah. Yeah. God almighty. That was, uh, it was amazing though. And did you have any doubt when chiefs won the toss to start the overtime, how long it was going to take? I think, I think that team was a bit deflated after that one. Right. Oh yeah. And, and boom, boom, boom. And now, and now we're we're back to, to the conversation of should ever should both teams get a possession regardless? BS. That's the conversation now that's being broached. Oh, I, I heard see. that. No, they shouldn't, because you you're giving a great advantage to the 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 defensive team uh, by allowing if if you prevent them from scoring. You get to kick a field goal and win the game. The other team has to score a touchdown to win the yeah. game. It's a it's a very equitable system that prevents games lasting for hours, right? <laughs> yes. Now that one it could have lasted for hours. They couldn't have stopped it. But uh no, I, I, I've seen that too. Uh Buffalo does not deserve any mercy for giving the other team the ball with thirteen seconds left and letting them shoot, uh letting them kick a routine Field goal, a routine field goal. It was brutal. I think Buffalo, I think the, the Buffalo Bills and their fans now have a claim surpassing us. Yes. For the most absolutely gut wrenching, heartbreaking playoff losses. Well, and Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with you. With Norwood. Uh, because, you know, the Vikings got beat by the Falcons. Uh, they missed the field goal. Okay. They didn't. They didn't have a. They didn't. They didn't score two touchdowns in the last two minutes and get beat, right. you know, like Buffalo did, and uh, and then they also. I, I think Buffalo Super Bowls. They had better teams than the Vikings did. The Vikings oh. Super Bowl, that that Buffalo Super Bowl team that lost to the Giants. The best football team I ever saw in my life. I was there when they beat the Raiders 51 to 3. It was unbelievable how many great players they had. And then they go out and lose to Jeff Hostetler. That's worse than anything the Vikings ever did in a Super Bowl. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because they That's the Vikings Hostetler. lost to four really good teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just, they they lost to a mediocre team, you know. The uh the, the the best team they ever had lost to a mediocre team. And then they've had a few others. But the difference is the Vikings have never had the, the big, long swoon of a decade and stuff like that that Buffalo's had. So the Vikings had, you know, they've had the Blair Walsh game, which didn't really mean that much because they were going to get beat the next week anyway. But, yeah, as a first-round game. Huh? Yeah, that – that hurts, but that, yeah. that team was not going to possibly no. win a championship. It's no something way. to talk about. It's yeah. something to talk about, but yes. it's not. Uh... But, I mean, that game yesterday, what like what more can you do? If you can't win that game, Yes. how the hell are, are you know, 
short of Mahomes retiring suddenly or something weird, how are you going to get past that that hump? I mean, you did everything you could possibly do, and you still couldn't win it. Yeah, were they uh, were they doubling digs all day or something? Why was they must have been. Why was this Davis wide open? All Four day? touchdown catches, right? They, yeah, said a first guy ever in a playoff game, right? Yeah, yeah. I they mean, must have been because they. I think Days Diggs only had four or five targets, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was. But it it uh, it told that weekend told you with all its flaws that the NFL is this, you know, huge. It's the globe, and the rest of us, the rest of them are little tiny uh, moons, you know, little <laughs> tiny. I mean, the NFL, the ratings they had last last night must have been unbelievable. I would they're, think they're going to be nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were, and they should be. You know what? What the stat I read the other day that eighteen of the twenty top-rated TV shows last year were NFL games, and uh, they were or last in the fall and. Mm-hmm. You know, their routine, their weekly bad Thursday night game gets a better rating than the seventh game of a World Series, you know, or a Stanley Cup or anything else. NBA is, NBA's ratings are in the tank and theirs just get big, bigger and bigger and bigger because A, more games than ever go down to the finish and B, this whole idea now that, okay, you're kicking off and they're starting on the 25-yard line and it's over because there's 22 seconds to go. It's not. Stafford proved that and Allen proved that and then Mahomes turned around and proved that. 13 seconds, Pat. It's, it's not 13 over. 13 seconds, they got a field goal. They, why don't they just play defense? Play defense. Because the rules, because partially the rules are geared towards if if you do, you still might fail. Yes, but they'll throw uh, a flag. I was talking to uh, my son Jim in Hawaii after the game, and he's it's his idea, and he's probably right. Just tackle them when they come off the line of scrimmage. Just tackle take the penalty. Them. Yeah, down there, it's a five yard penalty, and the two seconds run off the clock. Right in that in that situation, yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey starts running an open. Somebody should just come up and tackle him, right? Yeah, I mean, you definitely I mean, could do five it. Five yard, it's a five yard holding penalty, right? If the ball's not in the air. So. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Was there? What is this going to be? Three straight Super Bowls for Kansas City? Yes. If they win, yes, which they should. But they're uh, they're defensively challenged. They're not great. But they, uh, man alive, more than anything, that Kansas City team tells you speed kills. Yes. They got Pringle. Who the hell is Pringle? Never Speedy heard of guy. Pringle. And he's a Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon looks good again. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's got uh, speed. And this other guy, what's the, the other fast guy they got? The, 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 the uh, Tyreek Hill. They got like three Tyreek Hills on the team. Yes. And they just zoop, you know, and then and then the, the quarterback was as good as he's ever been last night, I thought, didn't you? Oh, oh he's magnificent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jared Allen, I mean, Allen is a, a different kind of cat, but Josh Allen, but he's uh he's pretty damn good too. So Yeah, he's turned I don't think Kirk wins that game. 
Really? You don't think so? No, I don't think Kirk would. You don't think Kirk puts together a spirited comeback and and no. uh, leads his team to a victory? Looks like we're going to get a Chiefs guy to be our GM, huh? What's his name? Poles. Ryan Poles. 36 20, or, years? Thir- 36, yes. 36 years old. Been with the Chiefs man. for 13 years. Yes. And he can uh, – so their power structure is Andy is the boss, right? Yep. Andy is the – he decides on personnel. Yep. And then they have a team president, general manager who works for Andy. Yeah, and they've cycled I, through I a few I was looking people. at their front office staff, and they got the top page like this. The kid, This kid's not on it. You know, he's on it later when they get into the front office staff. So he must be number three in the football operation. Not counting Andy, he must be number three in the football operation behind all of Andy's assistants. That sounds right, yeah. Well, good luck to him. I want a tyrant. I want a guy that uh, – I got a bad feeling you're not going to get one. You're not going to get a tyrant, Pat. I don't think so. I think I'm going to get a real collaborator. Uh, let's let's all have our get our opinions together. Just don't bring your kids up during the press conference. That didn't work out so well. No, no, it didn't work. For Keep first. the children at bay. Keep them away <laughs> yes, from the right. press conference table. Yeah. Even if you do have cute hell-raising yeah. twins and you're replacing a don't do it. bachelor. Yeah. Well, here's the good thing. You know what? With a 36-year-old general manager, the odds are he won't be able to have one of his offspring on the coaching staff or somewhere making decisions, right? It's the, the, the worst thing. The five-year-old's going to be the OC. The worst thing about hiring guys in their 50s are you get their kids too, right? Yeah. yeah. You get Kubiak, you get his kid. You get Zim, you get his kid. If anybody who's, you know, 50 years old, they bring their kid. You get you get uh, Norm, you get his kid. You get, what the hell is this? Well, what is this? Go get jobs in the, in the, in the business market, Clint Kubiak. Don't and, screw up an entire football team. And why do you want to coach? Like your your old man had basically a stroke on the sideline. Coaching yeah. is a terrible occupation. Yes, it should chase you away, yes. not bring you in. Yeah, yes, but uh, terrible job. Nepotism is unbelievable in in football. It seems like everywhere there, you know, you bring your you bring your kid in. So. Pat, what, what's the greatest um, playoff game that that you've seen as far in as person football goes, or not? But I, like, like where where does the Bills Chiefs game now compare to to what oh, watching on TV to? or in person? Yeah, either. Don't care. Uh, well, I think this is uh, boy. I'd have to think. I mean, what's the best Super Bowl ever? That uh, uh, there's got to be some out there, but uh, memories and my. I've always said the best football game I ever saw was Miami and uh, Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. Okay. Uh, when uh, Bernie Kosar beat uh, beat Nebraska when Osborne went for two at the end, I thought that was the best football game I ever saw. I I still think the Falcons Vikings was a great football game. I think mm-hmm. it was it was great, you know. And uh, NFL, mm-hmm. right, what 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 Super Bowl should we remember closely? I only covered eight or nine of those, so I can't I can't quite remember. Remember there was a stretch of really bad ones for a while. I want to yes. say in the lot of eight, 80s into the 90s. A lot of one side. That became yeah. the big cliche that they were all one sided. But yeah, uh, but that's that uh, Tennessee thing with yeah. uh, the, uh, New England. New England's first win, right? That was the first time New England won it. 
when Tennessee was down on the goal line. No, no, that was the Rams. Um, they, oh, that Rams. Yeah, Titans, Titans, Titans Rams. Game. Yeah, yeah, that Rams Titans. The Titans game. guy got tackled right before the goal line. It was hellacious. Yeah, but that that it was unbelievable. It yesterday with though. two quarterbacks, a game with two quarterbacks that are fantastic. That might have been the best because they mm-hmm. were they they were uh, they were exchanging punches. That's for sure. Is Rodgers done in Green Bay? Do you think? Yes. Don't you? He's so weird. I can't decide yet. Nah, he's done. He doesn't want. To. He he looked. He he's he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he announces a one year retirement. Would you? It takes a year off. And yeah. yeah. And Denver does make sense, don't you think? He can yes. go out there and hold hands with L.A. and uh, they can. They got. I think they got enough money to to fit him in the cap, but. And you probably part of the deal. You probably got to get Devontae too, right? I mean, the Packers are want to. The Packers aren't going to be able. There's no sense in the Packers signing Devontae if Rodgers leaves, right? Probably not. Hey, where's the? What was? Where were all the receivers Saturday night? Where's the guy with three names? Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, I think he was. Pl- he I think he was playing. It was just cold, and Aaron couldn't get those guys the damn football. He didn't target him. Beyond Devontae. Huh? I, I said beyond Devontae, he's he the only basically guy he tried to throw to. Yeah. He's the only guy he tried to throw to. He yeah. was I, I there was a big discussion going on on the sidelines uh, there. Did you see that in the like the early fourth quarter? Was a, no. And they were sitting on the bench and uh, I think it was LaFleur mm-hmm. and uh trying to tell him something and Aaron was looking pouty, man. He was not looking like he was interested. I think he was he might have been telling him he got to look at somebody, but Devontae, for God's sake. They had, I figured it out. This is my own math, so I might be wrong. The first drive, and then the 75-yarder to Jones, which was kind of a fluke. Throw those two out. They had 119 yards and 43 plays. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they, they were brutal. They were three and out, three and out, three and out. Man. And special teams? Oh, man. Block punt, 10 never, men on the field. They haven't taken an interest in special teams in years. Why don't they pay some attention to it? It's ridiculous. Their special teams have been horrible forever. They just relied on Crosby to kick field goals, and now he had a bad year. And uh, and uh, they're they're brutal. They they law they they allow. They're the only team that allows kickoff returns out to the thirty five yard line. Everybody else kicks them into the. In the end zone, I said this on Twitter. We found out how to put the kickoff back in uh, in uh, NFL. Take two old guys and put them in uh, ten below weather, and you're going to get some kick returns, right? The ball's <laughs> yes. going to go to the five or so. So, but uh, the Packers, the trouble with the Vikings redoing a lot of stuff is the Packers are forty million over the cap or something, mm-hmm. and they get rid of. If they get rid of Rodgers and if they get rid of, they're going to get rid of a lot of people. They're going to be as mediocre as everybody else next year. I yes. think. Don't you? They should be. Mm-hmm. They absolutely. Yes. Should be. But, but if I'm the Vikings, I, my eye is on trying to build a team that, that can yes. not just beat the Packers, but actually can, can make a playoff run. And like, we're seeing these games, especially on Sunday, Pat, we're seeing now what the blueprint is or the template is like that takes some work. Kirk, Kirk ain't doing 
what we saw yeah. on Sunday right. and probably not, the entire weekend. There's not any of those. There's about four of those guys around. In fact, these two guys are way, way better than Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Way, way better. And, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray fit the prototype, but they make idiotic plays, lots of idiotic yeah. plays. And uh, these guys, Josh Allen makes some that you wonder about, but uh, but he's a, he's a horse, that's for sure. And, uh, and and that was as good as he could ever play, too. So they will, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, you need a – you need a different kind of quarterback to uh, win, but uh, Stafford, yeah. huh? I, I said when I watched the the first game, Stafford was good. Like, I don't think Kirk can do that, mm-hmm. just because it takes a different type of mentality. So, so like, if the starting point is Stafford, that's what you need, I think, just as a starting point to actually compete. How do you think? Uh... I think Kirk would have done against, say, the Tennessee pass rush on uh, Saturday. I think, I think he, he would have curled up. I think he would have had some problems. I think he would have. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times nine and he won nine. the game. Yes, he did. And he he's did. a cocky. I love him. He is cocky, but Not I love in a, it. In a quiet way. In a yep. quiet way. But he's very, he's very self-assured and there's no aw shucks. I wish, I wish my line was, you know. Holding up, he doesn't care that much. If you got to make your choice, who do you want, Chase or Jefferson? Um, I want you know what I I want Jefferson with Burrow. <laughs> That's what I want. I think Jefferson. I, I like Chase for the other stuff he does. You know that they can use him on that little screen. But I think you could do that with Jefferson too. Mike, you just didn't. Yeah, That's what I never understood about mm-hmm. what Kubiak was doing. This guy might be faster than Jefferson, though. He might be. He's unbelievable. Now, congratulations to my co- my my buddy, Coach Ed, for winning the national championship with that mediocre talent he had down there. God almighty. How much did they those guys little, make? They had a little running back, too, right, that Kansas City has, whatever his name Clyde is. Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Yeah, and he was like yeah, a backup yeah. running back down there. How much did those guys make? That's my question. I, not enough. <laughs> not enough. They, they should. They're. Uh, they should have gotten the NIL way before uh, it became legal, right? So, oh hell yeah, they were fun yeah. to watch. But it was a glorious weekend for the NFL, which I hate as an entity. But you can't uh, deny the games. That's for sure. There's no. I, we said that. I remember saying that after the first two games of the year, the fact that the Vikings that you play a 17 game schedule unless you're really great or really rotten. If you're one of the 30 middle teams, you uh, you there's 12 games that are either going to be won or lost in the last two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. You It's there to win or it's there to lose. And the fact they started out the season by losing two of those, you, you're behind the eight ball the rest of the, because the rest of the year, you're going to be, there's going to be more of these. You're going to play Detroit twice and somehow, you're going to play the Lions and have two games that become coin flips in the last minute, and you go one to one. You know, I mean, it's there's it's incredible how many close games there are, which is what makes it so popular, I guess. Yes, and they're not necessarily good games, but it doesn't matter because they're not close games. No, as I, I said earlier, their mistakes are as much fun as their successes, right? Yeah. 
Once again, though, you saw what, what we've talked about in the past. The biggest difference in football, not the biggest, but one of the biggest difference in football is the catches these guys can make for you are phenomenal. A Titans I mean, catch. Yeah, yeah. The kid, the guy, yeah. whoom, one hand. Yeah, right. Basket, yeah. basket catch in one hand. Yeah, A.J. Brown, we never even heard of him. And he's, he's good, uh, but, you know, I mean, my God. Yeah, the catches are just incredible. We used to, you know, Chris Carter used to run that little 10, 11-yard one and catch it on the sidelines, and we go, oh, well, you know, everybody can do that now, you know. The toe tap used to be like, oh, man, what a toe tap. Now, yeah. now we're like, yeah, toe tap's fine, but but the guy caught it with one hand while doing yeah, the toe tap. Right. That's where it's changed so much, yeah. I think. Oh, it's in, it's in, you got to throw it near them was all. You throw mm-hmm. them near them, and these guys are – now, they're not all like that, but there's – there's 40 guys in a league who are better than they used to be 20 years ago. You know, they're just, they're just great. They're just, the wide receiving is just fantastic. And then you got tight ends like Kelsey and these guys. That are, uh, Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But nice going Les Fraser. That was a big defense. You think he cost team. himself that giants job or that bears job with that? Not to mention the Viking job. He was getting support for the Viking job. I- Saw I that think just my, from our guy Suan, but maybe uh, my Sunday Star Tribune yes, saw that. Yes. Yeah, I've uh, I've uh, I've gone off the deep end on occasion. I might even gone off the deep end Sunday, but uh, I think Jim beat me on that one. We all have our moments. Yes, we, all we have do. Our moments. Yes, we do. Hey, go for hoops, Ben Johnson again. Unbelievable! It's a great story. Oh, I it think is. it's a great story. Good for him. <laughs> There's no player in the country more important to his team. There's some just as important, more important than Jamison Battle is to that collection, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the only, well, wait, Willis is a player too. But he's the only player, right? He's the only yes. player. Yes. And uh, and you don't, you find out at 10 in the morning, you find out two hours before the game he's not going to play. They had to walk into a side gym and and have a walkthrough with their new starting lineup to tell them where to you know where to play in the zone and what they were going to try to do offensively this Trayton Thomas who's Thompson who played 10 minutes all year because he can't guard anybody they had to start him and he played 40 minutes he was he can shoot he wasn't playing was you know their 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 line between victory and defeat is so narrow and he couldn't guard anybody, and he was—he did—he was just slow to figure it out defensively. Mm-hmm. Now they play him forty minutes, and now when these guys get back, if Curry ever comes back, who knows? But they got a bench all of a sudden, right? They got yeah. a couple of—they got a yeah, couple right. of guys they can play. So, but it's remarkable. It was amazing. Like he—he he has milked this group for everything that they're possibly worth. You know what uh, impresses me the most is. He got the, he lost battle. He didn't have Curry, and he didn't have uh, one other. Who's the other kid? That Stevens. He didn't have Stevens. Yes. So he's got he's played seven guys all year. He didn't have three of them, including his best. And there was no okay, boys, go out there and give it your best try. He started coaching from the first minute as though they were going to win that game. There was no pouting by him. I mean he. And Thor- Thorson is, a, you know, 
defensive genius as an assistant. And those guys, they were coaching every minute of that game. And when they, how many times when they got down a couple, a bucket, four or five points, you said, okay, here it goes. They're going to lose by, because Rutgers is pretty good. Yes, they are. I thought the same and, thing. And congratulations to Sutherland. That was a world-class flop at the end of the game to win it. Don't you think? Wow. Yeah, good for him. He, oh, yeah, because he hit the – he reacted so quickly and hit the and hit the deck so quickly that the ref was just that old-time instinct of calling the charge was just too much to stop. You know, you know what? Smart kid, smart didn't play. Give a, didn't, give a, didn't give the ref a second to think about it to yeah. say. Not a flopping Wait, warning. Because the other thing, everybody's saying, well, he put his shoulder down, but also – it looked to me like Sutherland got there a touch late too. So, but hey, if if Brad Davison had done that for Wisconsin, everybody be Vikey uh, Gopher fans would be screaming and hollering. But it, hey, you know what the hell? They deserve to win. They played their arse off, and Willis goes and gets what thirty two was it? 30, 32? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Peyton was, was fantastic. Yeah, he was he making kept knocking him down from all yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was unbelievable. Yeah. They're still not getting many. 11 o'clock in the morning on a cold morning, I suppose it's not a surprise. They're not getting any fans. But uh, Right. They're not They're not getting the appreciation they deserve from the customers, I don't think. Do you? No, no. But you know what? If they continue to play like this and, and get some recruits, which I think he obviously yeah. will, it's going to change. Oh, it will. And But, but also... The expectations are going to change too. Sure. Ben will find out that the this this year is a fest of moral victories, right? Some mm-hmm. victories, but also moral victories. Yes, you know, tremendous moral victories. Yes, I had, you know, and uh, once you get players, those are gone. You know, then you got to win the games, and then 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 you lose to Penn State or somebody, and people get mad. Hey, what what happened? Did I see last week the Gopher women lost by like fifty six to the Hawkeyes? Uh, what was that final there, Declan? Or fifty two? I got hundred five to forty nine. I think. Woo. What the hell happened? Fifty six. Uh well, I would. They they got that Caitlin Clark yeah. is it Clark, the second one of the best players in the country. One hundred five forty nine. Yeah. They scored three points in the fourth quarter. Mm, Lindsay, yes. we all like Lindsay, but Lindsay's post game quote was uh was uh about how uh, she thought her team battled to the end. They scored three points in the fourth quarter, Lindsay. In that situation, Lindsay, you have to say they're really good and we stunk. Right? That's it. You can't you can't try to make anybody feel good about fifty six with three points in the fourth quarter. And uh, the next day I saw her quotes and she was a little more realistic. You know, I'm sure she was rattled, but uh, this is year four already. I know that's what I'm thinking. It's not, she's got the recruits coming in. She's got four good Minnesota recruits. uh, So we'll see. But I I would think if, uh, if they show consider, if, if those four recruits show that there's a future, she's okay. But if they stink again next year, I would think she's in trouble. 
That's a loss. Even though we, she does have the benefit of an AD who might not even know what their record is. So that's uh, that's good. He might not have. He might have had to read in the paper what the score was too, because he he cares about football, somewhat about basketball, a little bit about hockey. He could give a damn about the rest of the operation. Wow, that that's a defeat that not even Bally Sports North could sugarcoat. No, no. Coming up next, the Gophers. How'd they get those three third yeah, quarter points? Those three things that they uh, Scalia makes three threes. Or yep. Coming like up that. next, some positives for the Gophers coming off this fifty-six point defeat. One of the uh, thrills of uh, Gopher women's basketball, though, is and you would you're the only one to appreciate this, but. Uh, Kent Youngblood, who covers Gopher women's basketball. Now, he was at Williams Arena for the hunt. That was a home game, by the way, the 105 to 49. So he was at Williams, but I've, I've been in there a couple of times when he's in watching a Gopher game. On the, He comes into the office and watches them on TV so he can be close to the computer and the stats and everything when they're on the road. <laughs> and him complaining is just wonderful. And I would have loved to hear him. When it was a uh, uh, fifty-six point beating, uh, his complaints would have been uh, would have been unbelievable. He was he was in there yesterday for a narrow loss, but uh, to to Michigan State. But uh, wow, that is that is horrendous. Say uh, tomorrow, yeah, uh, there'll probably be some stories out about fifty-year anniversary of the brawl tomorrow. The uh, really uh, Ohio State, Ohio though. State, and Williams. Oh years. wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, Youngblood, speaking of Youngblood, he had a great story in 2012 when Corky Taylor died, that Corky and Luke Whitty, you know, Corky died of lung cancer, uh, young, and they became friends, you know. Mm-hmm. He, they, Corky kind of reached out out to him years later to apologize, or and, and Whitty is a, a, pre- a reverend of some kind, of a very religious guy, and apparently they became friends and actually visited each other a couple of times and uh wow. forgiveness and apology in that situation that's uh that's a pretty good demonstration now that, of humankind there isn't it that was a fake attempt to help witty up correct and now uh, witty got uh clyde turner fouled witty clyde was not you know a, he, he a, back in the day when the hard foul was okay he, okay. he was up in the air and clyde fouled him and knocked him to the ground Knocked him to the floor, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, Corky was on the floor. Then he was B. Hagen was on the bench. He'd fouled out, I believe. There was about four and a half minutes to go, and Ohio State was going to win, and the place was full. You know, eighteen thousand some because uh, Mussy had turned it. Or most amazing turnaround in any sport in Minnesota. You know, six weeks after he comes in. He's got that place jammed, you know, and he came in and there were 5,000 a game the year before. Gopher basketball was totally irrelevant. He comes in and, but Corky goes to pick him up, to you know, one hand him up and then knees him in the uh, groinal area. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was bad because yeah. there were some, and then B. Hagen came off the bench and uh, did the foot stomp uh, near Luke's head and uh, sort of on Luke's head and all hell broke loose. The uh, as I always point out, NHL All Star Game that night at Bet yes. Center, yes, and the entire Twin Cities media force of 
TV stations and everything else was at Williams Arena. That's how that's how Mussy had taken over the town. The there was like the beat writer and maybe uh, one other guy for each paper out there covering the NHL All Star Game, and everybody was at the basketball game. And we're glad we were because we saw something we'll never see again. I hope that's for sure. Yeah, it was brutal. And, and it was yeah, we made the you know Musselman made the front page of. Uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated, the brawl, and they they wow. just they just viciously vilified him. He got blamed for it because he created the whole pregame. He hyped up the crowd too much. He hyped up his team too much. Blah blah blah. The uh, there was I would say a hundred people on the floor, maybe eighty got on the floor. But I remember as we're down there on the floor, and that's where press you, row, right? When we used to sit courtside, yeah. What I remember is Alan Horniak was their guard. Bobby Nix was the Gophers guard. And allegedly, Witty had elbowed Bobby Nix in the head right before halftime. And that when the Gophers got in the locker room, they were all vowing revenge on Luke for elbowing Nix. They were getting beat six, seven, eight points. But Nix was chasing Horniak, who was the other point guard. And there were like eight fans running behind Nix, also chasing Horniak around the kind of like taking laps around the uh, corner of the field, a corner of the, you know, you only have like three cops in the. That's what I was going to say. Who broke this all up? Well, Musselman was out there uh, jumping on backs and stuff like that, and getting thrown down to the ground, and uh, and uh, but you know the good news is we came back and won the Big Ten title. (laughs) Ohio State went in the tank. I would, you know. Freddie Taylor was their coach and kind of an old, you know, legendary coach. And he just, they said he fell into a complete state of depression and his team went to hell. And, and the Gophers, the Gophers were two games behind him after that. And it was, they, they were like four and two and Ohio State was six and oh, and they ended up winning the Big Ten. Ohio State lost four or five games, I would say, the rest of the year. So it was an event to say the least, that's for sure. So, 50 years. Wow. So what, Winfield years. was on that team, correct? Oh, yeah. When he, when he became a – they recruited him from Intermural. You know, Mussey was short of players, so he recruited him from Intermural. And then once B. Hagen and Corky got suspended for the rest of the year, uh, they had the iron – they had five players, basically. So Winnie became a starter then. Now, Winnie, uh, Winnie did some damage. A guy named Mike Miner was one of the – that guy, I think he's the guy that ended up in the hospital after uh, Winnie ran into a punch from Winnie. Ooh. And but Ooh. but Winnie, I would say I always said in Winnie's defense it was face to face. There was no sucker puncher. Right. Winnie was facing the guys, but they were out there dancing around, boxing, and and, and now was, this, this is no TV at the time, correct? I don't believe that game was on TV. No. So there was no I like Channel Nine at the or. Hell, the NHL All-Star game might not have been on TV. I don't think that game was on television. might have been back in Ohio, but I don't think it was here. Wow. I mean, there's there's amazing events that were not on television. Right. You you know, I'm not sure the Gopher-Iowa 1960 game between number one and number three was on TV. I'm not sure. Probably wasn't for college football. I'm not sure of that because the Big Ten used to have one game a week and they set the schedule like, 
you know, they, they might add Northwestern and Purdue or something. You know? So, so uh, all you people who complain when you turn on the TV and there's a, the summer league game is delayed, you got her pretty good compared to, uh, yeah. compared to what we had back then. But yeah, 50 years ago. Muss, uh, it was, uh, it, it pretty much, you know, Muss managed to, build on his reputation for goofiness as it came, but that pretty much ruined his reputation for life, you know. Interesting. It is astounding that uh, Marv Wolfenson decided to bring him back as coach here in 1989. So what what was the, the actual pregame at that time then? It was about like Globetrotter 12 stuff? minutes of uh, ball handling. It was mostly ball handling, okay. except they had a guy on a unicycle, and uh, they played Sweet Georgia Brown. Yeah. And, you know, he came in here, and in addition to practicing with a new team, because they had three or four JUCOs, uh, he had to teach them the routine. They had to teach the ball. And they, so they would practice like 45 minutes a game at night, night the, the pregame routine. But it was unbelievable. It filled the arena almost immediately. That's he remarkable. came in. This was December 1. I think his first game was December 1. And by the time they played Indiana to start the season, January 3rd or something, the Big Ten season, there were 19,000. There were 19, pregame warm-ups. Yeah, and it's trip at it. The pregame warm-ups, but they were good, too. You know, they were good. Sure. But the pregame warm-ups is what, uh, what got people talking. Like my father probably hadn't gone to a gopher basketball game in 10 years. He became a... He got Mike Augustine to buy season tickets, and then all these guys would go to the games. You know, the, the and they played Indiana in the opener, nineteen thousand. The headline said nineteen thousand something, and uh, John Rowe always told the story that the fire marshal called up Ken Beal and said, "The ticket guy, I don't care how many people you put in there, but don't put it in the headline, for God's sake." <laughs> It's got 19,000 people in this place. Oh, God. But uh, that Indiana game, Jim Brewer blocked a shot by, who was it? One of their stars, George, uh, what was George's name? Blocked a shot, either Steve Downing or Indiana was really good. It was like a 51 to 50 game. Mm-hmm. Brewer blocked a shot at the buzzer and from inside, and Knight chased the referees off the court and down the steps. He was chasing them down the, uh, running across the floor, chasing them down the steps. It was, I think, look it up, 19, uh, 1971, 72, 50 to 49, something like that. Because Musselman was, you know, no shot clock then. And they'd take a minute to shoot and when they didn't get their shot, just hard-nosed defense. Musselman and Knight actually competed against each other in high school in Ohio. So they had, a, they already had a, as athletes. So they already had a rivalry before they got into the big Ten. So there was, who, who side did Sid take? Well, that was tough. And you uh, remember? Uh, I know I, I can't. Uh, that's a, that's not an easy one. He, for was, Sid. he was walking the, walking the line, man. He was walking the line in that one. Cause I, he was getting tight. That was see Bobby was new there too, though. Bobby, he knew Bobby, but, Mm-hmm. But Bobby was, I think that was Bobby's second year and Musselman's first. So it, he, Sid had not devoted himself fully to kissing Bobby's ass by then. So. 
but he he succeeded in doing that very well. So. Yes, yes. Anyway, point, 50 years ago, uh, and I think there's one guy in the Twin Cities media still working who was there. Me. Yeah, I was going to say, so are are you penning a column on this? No, I'm not. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. So, no, I'm not. You're drawing the line now at what you will write I about am, from a historical I'm perspective? I'm. We did a big blowout. I remember. Year, it's a great years. story. I mean, it's a fantastic story. Oh, it is. It's, uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, 50 years. You know, it's uh, that's it. We can let it go after 50 years, can't we? For God's sakes. I don't, I don't know. know. I'd like to bring stuff back. You know that. Yes, yes, we do. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure the... Uh, I'm sure both papers will have something on it, but I'm nobody's contacted me, so I think I'm good. Yeah, because the the strip, to your point, did a big story on it at 40 years. Yeah, I believe so. And I think a column as well. I think there was a story. And then, in Taylor, uh, and then uh, the, uh, it was uh, Corky died a year later, 2012, and, okay. and Youngblood did that. Youngblood did that story of uh, on Corky, which is the. That was one of those ones where you call up thinking you're going to do a routine story and somebody tells you, hey, by the way, Corky and Luke Wade became buddies. Oh, yeah, really? a, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make another phone call. Yes, yeah, we're going to make a couple more phone calls. So anyhow, uh, the uh, you, think, you think the baseball commissioner watches this weekend and sees that and says, Boy, we're in trouble. <laughs> we better do something. We're in trouble. I wish the answer was yes. I don't think it probably is. Mm-hmm. I hope it is. Yeah, that's true. I, I hope. By the way, do. did you see my suggestion? What's that? Get rid of let's play hockey. Okay, I did as not the, see this. That's the start of the – and have somebody come out there and scream, pull the goalie, pull the goalie. This is the damnedest thing. I was, Louis called me yesterday and we were talking about this. This is the greatest team in the history of sports for pulling the goalie. What the hell is it? Is that twelve goals, I, right? Twelve goals with the goalie pulled. Right? It's it's a yeah. it's eleven with the goalie pulled late in games, and the twelfth one is no, a well, delayed penalty. Now, though, they did oh, it's again. thirteen and twelve. Yeah, because yeah. there's one there, there's one that turned into a six on five with a delayed penalty, but the rest of them are late pull game goalie. pulled goalie. This yeah. You know what? He I never told Louie, I said, the hell with it. You get the tying goal. Keep the goalie pulled. Don't put him back in. Go You're get done the with winner. the goaltender plan? Go get the winner. Don't take a chance on overtime. It's going go for two. You're you're going for it on fourth down. Yes. Go this get is the, the winner. New go get the Analytical winner. base decision making with Patrick Royce. I wanted somebody to explain it to me. How is this possible? What are they doing? Well, what, one There's of the things no that... Team- one of the things that uh, works for it, Pat, is, you know, before it was, you know, typically teams weren't pulling their goalie until 90 to 60 seconds left in the game, yeah, sure. right? That was the old, well, analytics and other things show that the longer time period you have to have six on five or have the, the six on four or five on four advantage, whatever you want to call it, the odds are of you tying the game increase because you have more time to do so. Now, I'm not... Patrick Waugh did it with, like, what, seven minutes in a playoff game eight years ago yeah. against the Wild? I'm not advocating to do that. But, hell, if it's working for the Wild, maybe they should just start the damn period without the goalie pulled. Yeah, and here's the deal. If you if you only do it with 60, 70 seconds, you've got your team in a panic, right? Right. Your team is running around like maniacs. Yep. Right. But if you got three minutes 
you know, four minutes the other night, right? Four minutes, wasn't it? Yep. Three. Three. It, help, it helps to have Kirill Kaprizov, too. Yes, it does. It helps that. But Man, uh, a, I was, you know, I'm, I used to have my rules, you know, about I watched during power plays. I watched what it was. Now. Terrible. Now I click over in the middle of the third period to see if he's pulled the goalie yet. <laughs> Jacques Lemaire would have not approved. No. Did Jacques not like pulling the goalie? Jacques occasionally got so pissed off that, that if his team could come back, he would refuse to pull pull the goalie because he didn't think they deserved the chance. <laughs> there were honest-to-God times where Jacques would be asked, yeah, you could have pulled the guy. They did not deserve that. <laughs> He did well, a couple times. He wouldn't pull the goalie. Got it is, uh, it's phenomenal. It's it's incredible. I got 12 wins because of it. You know. I know. I wonder if traditionally, if you go back, you know, 20 years, when the goalie gets pulled, what are the percentages of goals scored by the defending defensive the team defending sure. the lead, and what's the, the the team trying to get the goal? There's got to be more goals into the open net than there are scored, doesn't it, by yes. a significant margin? If they had any, they had the one scored against them when he pulled it with eight minutes to go when they were down three, and they cut it to six four. And who were they playing? Somebody threw it in from a hundred. In the Winter Classic, I, they, I think they yeah. tried that, right? Yeah, they did. But before that, about a week or ten days before that, he pulled the goalie in St. Louis or Colorado oh, okay. or someplace. Yeah. And somebody finally, they had these guys in a complete panic, and some guy finally threw one in from 110 feet. And that, yes. that was the only time. It's greatest. I want them to, you know, I want that to become the new battle cry. Pull the goalie. It's unbelievable. I think it could be a column. I think it could be a column. I wish you, I could you, explain you, it, though. You got to have some exp- explanation, right? Don't you? It's good fortune and 97. Yeah. Well, That's what you can go with. But that, I think it's a great column. It's a hot take. Dean, why are you starting the game with a goalie when you're so much better without yeah, one? That's right. It's a fantastic hot take. It is. Star Tribune calling for a when radical change. When you get up 2-0 after getting two goals with the bullet goalie pulled, then yeah. put a goalie in, right? Yeah, of course. Right. Defend the lead at that point. Yeah, right. Which would probably be up 4 nothing. Yes. the worst, There's definitely the worst lead in hockey. Is uh, one goal when the Viking when the uh, Wild has the goalie pull. That's that is n- the worst not lead. safe. That is the worst lead in hockey. Amen. No doubt about it. Amen. All right, Jeff. All right, sir. We'll talk to you next week. All right. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mister Money Talk. My guy Josh will give you straight talk and not sugarcoated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608.